You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number three. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, what I'd like to talk about to you is a subject that uh, I think we all struggle with in work and home life. And I particularly have a challenge around this subject, and I have been getting better um, with time coaching myself around the issues that I struggle with on this subject. That subject that I'd like to talk about today is procrastination. If you have been working in the veterinary field for more than a few days, you'll know that clients procrastinate. Um, They will procrastinate uh, bringing their pets in. They'll notice a problem with their pet on Wednesday and they'll wait till Friday evening just before you close to call and say that they have an emergency. They will procrastinate bringing their pet to you and end up calling you at the last minute. Very frequently that happens to us. So I I know you can all relate to that. They also will procrastinate um, giving their medications. They will get antibiotics for a bladder infection that you prescribed for 14 days. And they will only give it for seven days, figure the pet's fine, stop giving it. And then in a few weeks, they're going to be back because that infection didn't clear. So I consider that a form of procrastination. It's too difficult for whatever reason for them to remember to give their pets medications, and so they procrastinate it. They quit giving it and end up bringing us more of a severe problem down the road because they chose not to do what we asked them to do. They may procrastinate by bringing their pet in with a problem today, and we give them a list of all the diagnostics that we want to do, and they'll procrastinate by refusing to do the diagnostics to save money or whatever other reasons they may have, and they'll put it off and say, well, I'll keep an eye on it, I'll watch and wait, and that procrastination can get them into trouble and also lead to a lot of frustration for us when they bring that pet in that's in worse shape than it could have been had they listened to us the first time they were in. We have a tendency to procrastinate, um, at least I do, and I'm, I'm sure some of you can relate to this, is when we are either having to call clients back, we'll procrastinate that till the end of the day, uh, just because we don't want to deal with the stress of calling somebody about a particular subject that we're not really fond of talking about. Um, Sometimes we'll procrastinate writing up our records. We'll leave them to the end of the day. Or the thing that I am notorious for is uh, leaving them to the end of the day and then having to write them up the next morning or the weekend, um, trying to catch up and get all of my blood work entered and all the phone calls that I've made entered. I'll have this big, long list of notes that um, I keep in order to remember what it is that I need to write up. And then I've got to go in and type up all those records in the computer when I have time, which that's part of the whole deal with procrastination is you're putting it off, but you really never have time. And what that procrastination does for you is it robs you 
of the time that you could be using doing something more important or more useful. Um, So procrastination is one of those things that we all deal with. And so I wanted to examine that today um, on some different levels so we can figure out a way to make it easier to deal with and also avoid doing it as much as we do. So we're not robbing ourselves of this time and also understanding it. So when our clients do it, we don't get so frustrated with them. Procrastination is about fear of failure. Every person has a fear of failing and therefore we procrastinate. Every human being does it. It comes from a fear of making the wrong decision. So we avoid making decisions at all. Our clients, when they procrastinate, they fear that if they bring that pet in too early or too soon, that we might tell them that the pet is normal and they will have wasted their money that they paid for the exam. They, so that is their fear. Their fear is the fear of jumping the gun. They fear that they'll be wasting our time or their money and that they'll be embarrassed. So they take that time, wait a few more days to see if that pet gets better. That's their way of dealing with the fear of failing. And in in their mind, the failure is not having something wrong that you can prescribe them a pill for or something. So, and we've done that, you know, I've done that. You have a sore throat, you wait a couple days, hope it'll go away. And if it doesn't, then you have to go to urgent care. It's the same kind of mentality. But it basically is a fear. It's a fear of failure. We will do this as veterinary professionals when we procrastinate calling a client with bad news. It's our fear that we have of how we're going to say this or handle it. Um, We will procrastinate when we have to talk to a problem employee. We don't want to confront them. That is our fear or that the confrontation will lead to failure or frustration and we won't handle it properly, so we'll procrastinate that. And oftentimes that leads to bigger problems with our employees because we don't face the small problems. We wait until they get large. So the procrastination really doesn't serve us. When we procrastinate writing up a record on a long-involved case, we basically fear the failure of getting it right and getting it written, get getting it, excuse me, getting it written down correctly. So when I say that procrastination is about fear, it seems weird that writing up a record could be fearful, but I think it's just fear of, you know, getting it written up properly. And also how much time is it going to take? I don't want to give up that time. So you fear wasting your time that you could be doing something else. So when we procrastinate and all these examples that I've given, we're basically avoiding our problems. And when we avoid problems because we fear them, they will snowball into larger problems that we could have avoided had we simply taken some action. So because procrastination revolves around fear, what can we do to avoid the fear that we have of failing and make decisions without procrastinating? How can we do that around our work life and home life? And how can we help our clients not be fearful of the things that they're procrastinating, whether they're coming in earlier rather than later, 
or whether they are um, not doing what we ask. How can we get them to move away from their procrastination? One way that I think we can do this and that I try to practice in my own life is never judging myself. So never judge yourself um, and attempt not to judge your client for any decisions that were made. We have a tendency to want to beat ourselves up if we make a wrong decision or quote unquote fail. And what we need to do is stop judging that. The decisions that we make, we have to honor. And if we do make the wrong decision at some point or we feel that it's wrong after we've made it, we just need to chalk that up to something that's going to teach us and serve us in the long run rather than judging or beating ourselves up. It's difficult to avoid feeling judgmental when a client tells you that they didn't give the medication but beating them up over it, because it's already happened, you can't change it. Sitting there beating them up either out of your mouth to their face or in your head, it's not going to change it. It's not going to help anybody. It's not going to help you. It's just going to make you feel negative. So don't beat them up over it, whether verbally or in your head. What you basically need to do is accept that that decision was made, accept that it's reality, and then move forward with a plan. If you increase your self-confidence around your decision-making and you let go of the judgment about yourself, you will get better results. You will also get better results from your clients if you are non-judgmental to them. So encourage them in their small successes If they only gave the medication for a week and then they stopped, maybe think about something that you can praise them. Uh, Just say, hey, it's great that you got that medication down for a week. I really appreciate your effort. And I know it's difficult to give medication. So maybe at this point we can come up with a different plan. So next time I give you two weeks of medication, you'll actually give the whole two weeks. And here's why it's important. Explain it to them. Educate them. And don't judge them and beat them up because doing that is not only not going to serve you, but it is going to make them feel even more fearful of failure the next time they come to you or perhaps even drive them away, which is the last thing you want to do. You want them to be your client and you want them to feel comfortable even failing around you. So realizing that they've done their best and they have done as much as they can, and you just moving forward will help correct the situation and help everyone feel less fearful about making the next decision, and it will avoid some more procrastination in the future. So don't dwell on the past, but stay in the present. Be kind to them so that they feel more comfortable, and the next time that they come in, and need help, they're going to be less intimidated and less fearful. Where yourself is concerned, you need to be kind to yourself as well. So think of yourself. If, if you're really good at being kind to others, which I particularly am, I, I'm pretty forgiving when it comes to other people. It's a little more difficult for me to 
uh, forgive myself. And if you're the same way, you're going to have to do a, a little more mental work around that. But basically, if you've made a decision, um, forgive yourself for making the wrong one. And if you've procrastinated and then made a decision that didn't work out so well, don't beat yourself up for it. You know, move forward. It is something that you've done. It's in the past. You can't change it. And beating yourself up is not going to make it better. It's better to encourage yourself and take baby steps. So if you start to feel fear around a decision, which I often do, um, and I think we all do, if we have a particular case that we're worried about, we're having a hard time deciding what to do next. Um, if it's a personal decision, whether it's investing or making a decision about your children, um, it's one of those things that it, you're going to not be able to make a decision unless you just give yourself the grace around that to make proper decisions or forgive yourself if something goes wrong. So encourage yourself by taking small steps or baby steps. So when you feel that fear, just take one small step in the direction of your goal. If you take little steps or baby steps and don't avoid taking any step at all, you will decrease that fear and lead yourself in the right direction towards your goal. Realize that the procrastination or the fear that you're feeling is unnecessary and it's just something that your brain is throwing at you and you'll be more likely to take positive action if you can feel that fear and face it and realize why it's there because it's something that your brain is going to automatically do. It's going to bring up the worst case scenario which you and I both know is not something that comes up every time you make a small decision. You, you'll fret and worry and carry on about, you know, the smallest thing, trying to make the best decision, and you'll spend all your time procrastinating and not getting anything done. So the way I like to look at this is when I am looking at my desk, let's say, and I have a tendency to let a few things pile up on my desk. It's neat. It's in neat piles, and I basically know where everything is, but when I start to see these things pile up, I start to feel a little bit of stress around them and fear of what I'm going to do with all these piles of paperwork or magazines or, or articles and things like that that I've, I've compiled. And so procrastinating, cleaning that desk up is something that I get really good at because I fear that it's going to take too long. I fear that I will lose something if I clear it off too fast and I don't pay attention. And it's easier to just let it sit there. But you and I both know that the longer you let it sit there, the higher the piles get and the more overwhelming the stacks get. So at some point, you just have to take some small steps and start cleaning it up. Start shuffling papers, putting things away and making small decisions as to whether this needs to be kept or not. And if you start taking those small steps, you will eventually build some momentum towards getting that desk clean. And I'm sure you have all been there. The same things apply 
to other things that we procrastinate in our life. And I'm sure we can think of a bunch of them. Um, when we know that we need to exercise and we haven't been doing it correctly and our bodies aren't as healthy as they could be, we will procrastinate exercise. And that procrastination doesn't really feel like fear of exercise. It just feels like we don't want to deal with it and we're being lazy. But really, we have a fear of failing at exercise. If we start at the gym, we say, okay, we're going to run five days a week and we're going to run a mile. And we put all these goals out there that we think we want to have. And then after three or four days, we're no longer going to the gym or running less we're eating more and we've basically failed. And so that is something that your brain's really good at. If you want to avoid that, you need to just take one small tiny step back into that exercise world. And once you do that, you can manage your mind about turning that into a habit, taking those small steps So this week I'm going to exercise one day a week and I'm going to do it, you know, for five weeks and then I'm going to add another day a week and slowly but surely get yourself up to the original goal that you wanted of exercising four days a week or whatever that goal is for you. I recently started thinking about um, getting this podcast going and trying to manage my mind around that. And it was a really scary proposition for me because I've never done anything like this before. And it was a little overwhelming. And so I talked about it and talked about it and talked about it until I realized that I was just procrastinating. And I, w- I had a fear of doing this. And so I had to make a goal and say, okay, I'm just going to type some subjects up, think of some things that I want to talk about and go through, do some research on these subjects and start doing this podcast. And I can still say, you know, this is number three, that it's slightly easier talking to you, but it's still a little scary because I don't want to fail. And that is why I was procrastinating before, but I feel good about the fact that I've gotten to the point where I'm out there and I'm recording and I've got a lot of information that I want to share with you. And so I'm really excited that I'm doing this and the fear and the procrastination has been replaced by excitement. And I get to the point where I can hardly wait to get to this microphone and and start talking to you all. So I, that is something that I've had to manage my mind about when we're talking about procrastination. So another thing that I think we have to concentrate on is decision-making. And I know we were talking about decisions being um, judging our decisions that we make in the past, but also I think we need to practice at making quick decisions. That is something that I am pretty good at. Um, When I'm in my work environment if a decision has to be made, I'm I one I'm one of those people that likes to take a consensus. But I if a if a decision has to be made and push comes to shove, I'm your girl. I can make a pretty quick decision, and that is a really good way to avoid procrastination. And what I mean by making quick decisions is don't agonize. 
you know, go with your gut. Um, there are so many times that very simple decisions and very simple things come across our desk or in front of our face in our home life that we spend so much time wasted around procrastinating over these decisions. You know, it's, for example, you need to get your landscaping done. Well, who am I going to call? How many reviews am I going to read? You know, what am I going to have done? How much is it going to cost? I mean, you can spend days or even weeks procrastinating because you're mulling over all these what ifs and ifs, ands, or buts and unknowns and talking to people, getting recommendations and reading reviews. I mean, it it's crazy what our brain will do and how much time we'll waste over something really silly and, and insignificant. You know, there's very simple choices that we will procrastinate. So the skill that we need to develop is making quick decisions. Um, uh, an example would be something like, um, my employees called me today. I was off work and our van that we use for work, which is basically my van, but it lives at work and everybody uses it to take back recycling and, you know, go on house calls and things like that. Well, the van was having an issue. They were trying to put it in reverse and it wasn't catching, something like that. And um, I'm not a car person, so I don't really understand it. But one of my technicians who is particularly um, mechanical said that she thought it had something to do with the transmission. And ironically, the van had just been into the shop to get another problem fixed. This this is an old van, um, but it's handy. So we keep it around. Anyway, they called me today and they said, okay, you know, I know we just got the van out of the shop to fix this window problem, but now it won't go into reverse properly. It's jerking, it's catching. And what should we do? What do you want us to do? We're willing to take it back to the shop, but is that what you want us to do? Well, you know, I could have farted around and mulled it over and had, you know, my mechanical girl look at it and had my husband look at it and, you know, gone through all these mental gymnastics to try to figure out what to do with this van. But, um, you know, that would have been a waste of time and a, a lot of procrastination. So as soon as I got the message, a text message about the van, I got on the phone with the uh, guy that fixed it, the shop, I guess is the word I'm looking for and talked to him. And I said, I know you just had the van. It was fine, but now it's having another issue. And he was like, well, I don't think it's related, but bring it back and I'll take a look at it. And, um, so I just, I just texted work and I said, if you guys have time and you can take it over there and drop it off, that'd be great. And then I know the guy at the shop will call me and give me an estimate and all that, and I can make the next decision the next time. But that whole scenario took me less than 15 minutes to handle. Now, had I, you know, called my husband or asked somebody else or waited till I went to work tomorrow to drive the van or whatever I would have, my brain procrastination wanted me to do, had I not taken the steps that I did today it would have wasted a whole heck of a lot of my day. And the way it stood, it wasted a good 15 minutes, which was awesome. So I felt really good about that. So that's an example of making a quick decision to avoid procrastination. Um, now, if this decision turns out to be wrong, 
if the van is there and they don't find anything wrong with it or it's something silly or whatever the outcome of the situation is going to be, which I don't know yet, whatever happens, I'm going to have to deal with it. So if that was a bad decision, then I'll deal with it on the other side. But at the moment, I had to make it fast just to avoid procrastinating and wasting a big chunk of my day. So when you're faced with a decision, any decision, whether it's big or small, try really hard to think of something that you can do quickly to move you in the direction of making a decision. So you don't have to, if it's a big decision, you know, let's say you need to move and you need to look for an apartment. You don't have to pick the apartment super quickly, but you do have to make a quick decision to get help looking for an apartment or, you know, whatever. Start those small steps towards the goal or the decision that you're trying to make so you don't procrastinate. That is something that I think is a key, is decision-making and making quick decisions. Your brain is going to fight you. Your brain is going to doubt. Your brain is going to be fearful. But if you can remember that your brain is going to waste your time And your time is going to be much better spent doing something different and getting this decision over with and moving on, then you're going to be a lot better off in the long run. The other thing that is kind of goes along with this decision-making thing, and this is the last thing I'll talk about today on this podcast, is um, keeping the environment around you organized. Because I think we have a tendency to procrastinate when we are overwhelmed with decisions. So keeping clutter, whether it's in your brain, when you're thinking a lot of thoughts and you're overwhelmed with thoughts, get rid of that clutter. You know, Write all those things down on a piece of paper. Get them out of your head. Clear your head so you can just have room for the important things. And the same thing goes for your surroundings. If your kitchen is a mess, and you're trying to make a decision about what to have for dinner, it's going to be a lot harder to make that decision if you're looking around at a kitchen piled high with junk and mail and dirty dishes than if you had it neater. Same thing goes with your desk. I am a lot more productive at my desk and writing up my records and taking care of my bill paying and things if my desk looks neat than I am if it's piled high with junk. Because the first thing I want to do when I see those piles of junk is run in the other direction and procrastinate the tasks that I have to do. So organize your space, get the clutter put away, make yourself a good, clean working environment, and that's going to make everything a lot easier for you to deal with when you go to complete a task. It's going to help you not to procrastinate. And the way I like to think about this concept, this clutter concept around clients is clean your language up and clean your staff's language up around clients. Because I know I have a very chatty hospital and I have a tendency to be very chatty because I am an extrovert. And what we like to do, us extroverted, chatty type of people, is we like to talk about our frustrations and put them out there into the world, even if they're not productive. 
And so we need to clean up that clutter, that language clutter. And I think if we can teach our teams and ourselves to not spew the negative and the frustration when a client procrastinates and we're frustrated, but if we can clean up that language and put a positive spin on it, get it out of your head and put your brain in the problem solving mode rather than the problem speaking mode, you will be much more likely to make a quick decision and not procrastinate. So if you have a chatty team like mine, you know, try to challenge them when they start to go negative and they start to complain about a client and you can do it in a friendly way. It's like, hey, that's not productive. Let's talk about what we can do to fix this or let's see what we can do to get this client taken care of, even though they've procrastinated and they have waited till the last minute to call us. Is there anything we can do in a positive light to make a quick decision and get this person handled? And so if you can direct your teams away from that negative speak, that fear speak, I guess I would call it, because it's basically a fear, they fear failing the client in some way. And that's why they're all out there worrying about it and chatting about it. If you can diminish that or corral that in, that's going to make your team much more productive and much less prone to procrastination. And it will do the same thing for you. If you can keep your mind in a more positive frame and uncluttered with negative energy, unclutter your mind with the fears that you're feeling. If you are feeling fear, acknowledge it, but then put it aside and realize that it's just an emotion that you can handle. If you can do that for yourself and your team, that is going to make you much less likely to procrastinate. So clean up your space clean up your brain, and clean up your language. Those are all things that we can do to uh, mitigate this thing uh, that we call procrastination and fear of failure. So that's all I really have to say about this subject for today. Um, Just to summarize, I want to remind you that um, we're all add a tendency to procrastinate. It's normal. It's part of our brain function. But if we can remember when you start to do it, if you can notice it and manage it, it's going to make you much more productive. You're going to get lots more done in your life. And that's the point, really. The point is getting out there and helping your clients, helping your family, and working on yourself so you can have a more positive, productive life. So Don't judge yourself. Don't judge your clients. Clean up your workspace. Clean up your brain. Clean up your language. And all of these things are going to go to beating procrastination. So thanks for so much uh, for joining me today. I really appreciate you all um, listening. And please get in touch with me on the different platforms out there. You know, go to my website, my Facebook page. Give me give me an idea, tell me your story, tell me what I can do to help. And hopefully we'll have another interesting subject to talk about um, next week on the podcast. And I'm going to leave you with a quote that I found um, from Michael Landon. 
And if you're a very young person, you may not know who that is. But if you're a little bit older and you watch TV back in the, I think it was the 80s, um, you probably know who that is. But anyway, um, there was a quote that he um, said at some point, and and I think it's really good uh, for the subject of procrastination. And it is whatever you want to do, do it now. There are so many, there are only so many tomorrows. All right, I messed that up. Let me say it again. Whatever you want to do, do it now. There are only so many tomorrows. And I think that's pretty profound. So if you remember that, you will be less likely to procrastinate. So thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.